You are listening to Roadie Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio Online. My name is Jennifer Shaker. I'm the director at the Willet Free Library, a small and cozy library in Saunderstown, Rhode Island. We were established in 1885 as the Circle for Mutual Improvement, and to this day, we continue that legacy through our diverse programming. One of the programs that I facilitate is called Guided Autobiography. I'm a certified Guided Autobiography instructor through the James Beeren Center for Guided Autobiography at the University of Southern California. Guided Autobiography is a semi-structured process for life review. It's perfect for beginning writers, although advanced writers also enjoy this course. Participants are provided with writing tips and weekly themes. Each week, they write on the same topic. They then return, and we share the writing on the same topic, and we discuss and give feedback with open minds. There's positive feedback only in these groups. We like to learn from what other people do well. What you are about to hear is a story resulting from one of the participants in one of those groups. Sometimes our groups in Guided Autobiography continue meeting for years after the original eight weeks are over. Susan Berman is one of those writers. She's very talented. I connected very much with the stories she wrote, particularly the ones she wrote about being a librarian. She was a librarian in the town of North Kingstown for 37 years and many of those were spent in the town of Wickford, where I now live. She worked at the old library in Library Park. If you like to walk around Wickford, you've probably noticed that next to Shana's place, there's a giant white building with big columns in the front. It's very beautiful. And by the time she retired, she was one of the last librarians who had ever worked in that building. This reading originally appears on the historic Wickford podcast called Wickford's Living Histories. You can listen to this and many other stories there at histwick.org. But for now, enjoy this lovely work by Susan Berman. My name is Susan Berman, and I've been remembering time in Wickford uh, back in the early 70s. We moved to Wickford in the summer of 1972. We rented the first floor apartment of Addie Lynch's house at 110 Main Street. We loved the wide boards and uneven floors and low windows of this house built by James Bullock in 1805. And we loved that we could walk to everything we needed in the village, Ryan's Market, Barber Hardware, Earnshaw's Drugstore, which still had a soda fountain, the library in its original white-columned 1898 building on Brown Street, and Wilson's of Wickford. We could walk to the dock. We could even walk to the beach. We loved Wickford, and we loved Addie and Bob Lynch, though Addie had strict rules for her tenants. One of Addie's rules was about water. She didn't like to use too much of it because of the cesspool. She insisted on bathtubs, not showers, and could not be persuaded that a shower might use less water than would be used to fill the tub. Our upstairs neighbors got in trouble for attaching a handheld shower to their tub faucet and were asked to remove it immediately on pain of eviction. 
To be fair, Addie was very sparing in her own use of water in their house on Church Lane. I would sometimes visit with her in her kitchen, and I remember her once calling my attention to her never letting the water run, turning the faucet on and off as she rinsed each dish. Mr. Mumford was legally blind and could not drive, but he had a horse and wagon. He drove his wagon carrying his lawnmower to come and cut our grass. He was unpredictable. You wouldn't know he was coming until you heard the horse clopping up the street. On one occasion, just when Mark had put freshly painted shutters in the backyard to dry, the horse came to a stop outside our gate and snuffled. We learned then that Mr. Mumford could not be deflected from his self-appointed rounds. Addie was dependent on him and her tenants could not inconvenience him. Next door to us on Fowler Street were the McBrides. They had retired to Wickford after a career in publishing. Bert was a regular library patron, especially interested in biography, which I remember he pronounced biography. As a young librarian, I was anxious not to pronounce words in a way that Bert would think wrong, so I avoided using the word biography. I loved working at the library from day one, though there were awkward situations I couldn't avoid working in the center of a village where everyone knew everything about everyone. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't start working at the library until the spring of 1973. Next door to us on Main Street lived Fritz, a German shepherd who belonged to renters in one of the apartments. If Fritz was out in his yard, he was kitty corner to the McBrides. If Fritz barked, Bert called the police. Still, I don't remember this causing any real neighborhood unpleasantness. The tenants in Fritz's building were pretty laid back, even if Bert wasn't, and the police were pretty laid back too, at least about things like this. And Fritz was a very nice dog. One day we came home to find a police car and fire truck at our corner. There was a fire alarm box on the street and someone had pulled it for a joke. The police speculated about my students as I had just finished uh, a year of teaching English at North Kingstown High School. Nobody was apprehended, no damage was done, life went on in the village. In the fall, I started graduate library school at URI. I was thinking of going into university librarianship, but in the spring I decided to do an internship at the library in Whitford. I acquired this internship by walking around the corner to the library and asking Teddy Lager if I could volunteer. Teddy was Edna B. Lager, the librarian. She said I could and that I should ask Reggie when I should come. Reggie was Regina Leeper, who did the scheduling to cover Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 and 6.30 to 9. The library closed at 5 for supper and opened for the evening at 6.30. The library was open 9 to 5 on Saturday and closed all day Sunday. Reggie was eating her lunch, but she put her sandwich down and arranged for me to come in the next morning. A triumvirate ran the library on Brown Street when I first knew it. Mrs. Lager, Mrs. Leeper, and Mrs. Payne, all of whom became my very dear friends. When I arrived at the library the next morning, I met Shirley Payne. She was filing. 
Librarians did a lot of filing in those days before there were computers smaller than those that took up entire rooms. Each book had a pocket containing a card showing the author and title of the book. When someone checked out a book, you took the card out of the pocket, wrote the person's library card number on the card, and filed it according to its due date. You put a card with the due date in the pocket and the borrower was good to go. One of the first jobs of the day was to stamp colored cards with the current due date. In those days, librarians did a lot of stamping too. But back to my friend Shirley, who welcomed me on my first morning of work at the library. Shirley and her husband had moved to Wickford in 1953 with their young family. They had bought the house at the corner of Pleasant and Friend, and though they had both grown up in New York, they felt they had come home. That was how Mark and I felt when we came to the corner of Fowler and Main 20 years later. Shirley made me feel at home at the library. I watched her being a librarian and I saw what I wanted to do. By the time I left, after three hours of volunteer work, I had changed my mind about my career path. I wanted to work at the North Kingstown Free Library with Teddy and Reggie and Shirley. As it turned out, I never stopped working at the library. I went from volunteer to clerk to professional librarian until I retired 37 years later from the new library on Boone Street. By the time I retired, I was the last librarian to have worked in the 19th century building on Brown Street. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Susan Berman, who generously shared her writing with us today. Rhodey Radio is a project of the Office of Library and Information Services and is supported by a grant from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities.